Look out, boys and girls, we are back with another episode of After a Few Podcast. Scott will be the host, and we will welcome a Twitter follower for a dumb bet. Yeah, buddy. I'm scared. We will get to that in a bit. Uh, bringing back Grady vs. Chicks, NFL Picks Week 6. We will talk fantasy football. We got some MLB. We got college football. We got Justin Kinner from ESPN Radio 1410 for his Kinner Knows Best Kenner segment. Kinner Knows Best. I... I, I'm going to grill Kenner tonight. That's what that's what's going to happen. Go after him. Let's do yeah. it. Let's dive in. Pray for the best. Here we go. Here we go. Woo. How ridiculous. Is this guy serious right now? A little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. OH. Here we go. Want to let everybody know this episode of After a Few Podcasts is brought to you by our friends over at Epic Vapes. Have you ever wanted to stop smoking cigarettes for good? Well, Epic Vapes is here to help you with our healthier alternative. Vaping is taking the world by storm and helping more and more people quit every single day. My good friend and owner, Nate, has deals going on daily on juice and the latest mods to upgrade your current setup. Go over to a store near you or check out epicvapes.com and get on track to a healthier alternative today. Want to give a shout out to our youngest listener, Beckett Taylor. He's not even in kindergarten yet, and he's an every week listener. So this week, we're going to put down the beer cans, pick up our juice boxes, and we're going to dedicate this episode to him. What do you think? Am I allowed to mix anything with my juice box? Is that legal? Well... We are on the liquor diet, or I am on the liquor diet, so I'm, I'm all for that. Well, within some juicy juice and whatever. Crown vanilla. Crown vanilla. I'm, I'm anything <laughs> crown vanilla, I'm in. It, uh, is, it just, it is probably the most delicious It's dangerous. Ever. It's dangerous. Not going to lie. I guess, speaking of uh, laying off the calories, what, let's get to the weight loss update for the week. Yes, let's. Oh. Let's, let's do that. Okay, so... Our weekly weigh-in, we did that just before uh, we started the show here, and Aaron has managed to gain 0.6 pounds. Hey, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. You're happy with that? Yeah. What, what, what happened to you? That's, that's, an, that's an overall gain. You have gained two pounds since Listen, we started I had this a competition. Long, I had a long day, so I broke down, called Jimmy John's, got two ultimate porkers and pounded those babies. <laughs> yeah. two, two of the eight inches. That's what so, she said. So, so you ate two regular-sized ultimate porkers? Yeah, the big boys. Ultimate porkers, you know, all the meat and... Two uh, of them. That's like a bunch of ham and bacon. Bacon, yeah. I was hungry, dude. I had to go in there at 7 o'clock meeting. I'm... I'm I'm quite frankly surprised that you're only 0.6 pounds over right now. No, I um, took a healthy one before we started the show. <laughs> so you, you, had two automatic porkers and one steamer before the show. Correct. That's yeah. A, what what happened with you? What, what happened, happened with, with me? Uh, so I actually, since last week's weigh in, have lost 1.2 pounds. 1.2. So it's impressive. That's an overall uh, weight loss since we started of 2.2 pounds. What's mine? In three weeks. I'm up. I How told much? you. Yeah, you gained two pounds. So I'm only. So the difference there is 4.2 pounds. Right, but I get a percentage. So I'm still in it. 
Yeah, but you're a percentage over. Yeah. That means you're, I'm you're still a negative it, percent. I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Let's, I'm moving off of this. <laughs> I'm moving off this. Let's get, it's fine. Let's, let's get uh, straight to the MLB. And I want to tell you something. The MLB playoffs are for real, people. This is fun to watch. I am having I'm having so much fun watching these MLB playoffs. It's fun I for hate, some people. Well, yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, let's just get to that. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> Cleveland Indians, uh they're up 2-0. They blow 3 in a row to the Yankees. I mean, frankly, I could care less, but Scott, let's let's hear what you got. So, I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um it felt like the World Series last year to me watching it. I had the same kind of feeling in the pit of my stomach that entire series. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Encarnacion hurt for most of the series. Um, that didn't help us. So that's a big bat in the middle of our lineup. Kluber just didn't have it. They Kluber, were all over him. Kluber looked not very good. Yeah. He, uh, especially in game two, he looked better last night, except Gregorius kind of made him his bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, but what are you going to do? They at least made a little rally, and I thought they were going to come back. Um, yeah, and then who was it? Gardner had the two-run. Uh, just didn't happen. Two-run double in the ninth. Yeah, it just didn't happen. I was asleep by then. I was tired. No, I mean, so it is what it is, but I kind of had that feeling throughout the whole series, so I wasn't optimistic after. Um, we just quit hitting was the biggest thing. Right. Like we made that comeback in game two, and then going to game three, Carrasco throws a gem. Miller makes one mistake, gives up the homer. And we lose one to nothing. Like it should have been a three zero series. We should have been out of there. But our bats didn't come alive. We let them creep back in. And hey, they're a dangerous team. Yeah. That's the way it goes. I mean, it was a really fun series to watch, and I watched as much as I possibly could. And uh, I kind of, nah, I don't want to say it, but I kind of fell in love with the Indians a little bit. I mean, they make me jealous of being a Reds fan. But yeah, you say that. You say that now. Now that they're out. After uh, now that they're out. After all the Indians hating. You did when we were watching hey. Game Two on uh, Friday. Yeah, speaking of that, I lost a fifty dollars bet to Scott. That Jay, Jay Bruce hit a homer, and I bet him uh, twenty. What I bet you two dollars twenty five to one. Yeah, and that I called it. I it, called Bruce's homer in Game Bruce Two. Bruce hits a homer, so I'm out fifty bucks there. But speaking of being out money, I heard uh, from your fiance that you broke a remote. Well, it's it still works. It's damaged. It's not broken. It's not, it might be a little bit scuffed. Uh, yeah, I don't know which game that was. Uh, it's probably game four. Um, so I, I'm really intense when I watch these games and I get really invested in them. So, for example, yeah. uh, last night after Gregorius' second homer, I turned it off and followed it like on the web, like the play-by-play on MLB.com because I couldn't stand to watch it anymore. Yeah. Like I just, I just get so stressed out watching that. So, yes, I... Uh, May or may not have thrown the remote, uh, I think, during game four. But it still works. I'm not on any money on that. Well, there you go. I'm going to get a couple uh, hot topics. I just want your feedback on what you think is going on or your reaction to uh, what's going on in the MLB other than the Indians. Um, first thing, I'm kind of questioning. Uh, Boston fired their uh, their manager today, and they won their division. How, how, how does that work out? I... Uh, I don't really understand how... What more can you ask for? You won the division. Right. Uh, I don't know if they were expecting like more out of that. I mean, and it's a, it's not like they had an easy game 
right. either, you know, going into it. Um, I mean, they won their play-in game. They won their play-in game. And they, they, and they played a better Astros team. What more can you want? Exactly. The Astros has arguably, I would say, one of the best, uh, probably the best offensive weapon on Jose Altuve. You know, it's just, yeah. I don't think it was anything that, there wasn't managing uh, no. mismanagement or anything like that, you know. So I don't agree with that. And I think any time that a team makes it to the postseason, um, but who knows? Maybe there was something going on behind closed doors b- between, yeah. Hopefully, GM and management. But ho- hopefully, that'll come out. But uh, another another quick one. Uh, Dusty Baker at it again, making stupid moves. Um, pulled Max Scherzer after he had a no hitter. He gave up a hit. Um, sixth inning, two outs. He gives up a double. Pulls Scherzer, and that was the first hit that he had given up. And then. Uh, that play or the or the that out or the next out, um, guy hits a double, scores a run. Yeah, it was uh, that Rizzo hit the double? Then, no, and then Rizzo. Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. Rizzo hit that. a bloop single in, and uh, Cubs end up winning that game two to one. And that game is uh, we're gonna have game five coverage. We're gonna actually probably watch that here in a little bit. But yeah, definitely nothing to talk on. But Dusty Baker is he ever gonna change? I don't think so. I mean, I would. I would say it's safe to say that you're probably glad that you don't have him. In I mean, Cincinnati I, I'd be thrilled to be in a game five of the playoffs. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But that has nothing to do with his managerial skills, though, quite frankly. That has to do with the talent on that Nationals team. Right. And, you know, with that pitching staff, with Scherzer and Strasburg, for God's sakes, with those two alone, like you can pretty much just pitch your way with those two starters in the playoffs. So. Yeah, uh, Dusty hasn't really changed. I've never been a big fan of him as a manager, and you know it's just the same old, same old. And hopefully, uh, he doesn't do this down the stretch, or it could cost him big. Yeah. Speaking of Strasburg, he uh, reports where he was not going to pitch Game Four um, that he was sick. Right. Um, he comes out last night, throws an absolute gem. I mean, one of the best games that I've seen. And I, he was on point. I, I like hitting. I like hitting. If I'm going to watch a baseball game, I want dingers. And uh, watching that pitching performance, it was honestly like I was happy to watch it. Uh, he pitched seven innings, scoreless innings to the Cubs in the pouring rain. Yep. He had 12 strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, he, he was through a gem, through uh, seven scoreless innings, 12 strikeouts. He just, you know, I don't know, maybe whatever. He just woke up and was feeling it. You know Those, what I mean? The Nationals are going to be tough to be if they can beat the Cubs and then uh, – they're going to be tough to beat in a seven game series if you have to face those guys one like twice. Twice, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, but Strasburg's one of those guys that um, he can just be feeling it. And he's such an athlete, such a yeah. freak of nature pitcher that yeah, you know and he, he has bad games. I mean, he has bad games. He but. does. I mean, you can't be on all the time, but when he's on, man, is he on? And he was on last night, and Arietta just was not. Uh, I think he had five walks and. Um, you know, just wasn't a, a great game for him. And Strasburg threw a gem, so. Yeah. And speaking of that game, that game four, it did get canceled on Tuesday. So there we are, stuck with nothing to watch on Tuesday. No football, no baseball. There was Columbus Blue Jackets were on. Um, they ended up winning that game 2-1 uh, to one in overtime, but I, that game was past my bedtime. Now, <laughs> What are we supposed to do? We're we're so spoiled. We got we got Thursday night football. We got, you know, probably like a couple college games on Friday. We got college football all day Saturday. We got NFL all day Sunday. We got Monday night football, and we got the college or we got the MLB playoffs going on. Just dink and dunk, and then there's nothing on Tuesday. 
Yeah, I don't uh I don't even actually know what I did on Tuesday. I think I told uh my fiance that she could watch whatever she wanted because there was literally nothing on nothing. and she's like, Oh well my, my show's not on, so Yeah, there was nothing on. There was nothing on. But I do uh, uh last last little bit of MLB um Yankees and Dodgers, both in the AL and NL uh CS. And how good is that? The the two top markets in the MLB, they're in um, how good is it for the TV networks? I mean, it's great for the TV networks. Um, you know, it, like you said, the two top market teams, um, they're both hot. They're both exciting to watch. Um, and, um, you know, with the loss of viewers in the NFL right now for the things that are going on in that, oh I, gosh. I just think that that even propels it even more for the TV networks that are covering these baseball games. Like people are watching baseball. Yeah. I mean, I, I am getting, it's not even the NFL, like the kneeling thing. Like I don't even care about that, but while we're on this subject, I might as well talk about it. Um, and I, I, if the players want to kneel, go for it. I don't, I don't really care anymore. Like if you want to kneel, go for it. You have your right. Um, I do want to tell you though, that, you know, the players, players do have that right, but the employers, do have the right to fire you, in my opinion, and not play you. Um, to say that I can't go into my place in employment and tell my boss to F off and think that I'm not going to get fired and not listen to what they say is ridiculous. I mean, if if I go in there and disrespect my boss, I would expect to be fired. Right. And um, these these players are role models. So I would, t- I mean, I would take that into consideration. I know they're standing for a reason, like police brutality, um, which I think everybody just needs to get on the same page and kind of figure this thing out. I I do too. Uh, there's a a meeting between the owners and the players and the and the reps. Um, I forget when that's scheduled. It's soon. Yeah. And um, and I hundred percent agree with your point that demonstrating is fine. You have the right to protest. It's right. part of free speech, whatever. I'm not going to try and go against that at all. But you're also right in that your employer has the right to not play you or terminate you for... Yeah. I mean, I think that's utterly ridiculous that they think that they're untouchable. Right. It's... That's, 100%. that's terrible. And, and the thing is, and I'm all for whatever cause these people want to be for. If it's a good cause, that's fine. But I think a lot of it has come through and it's blown up into this giant issue that nobody even really is on point for demonstrating yeah. for what the original cause okay. was anyway. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully we'll get to a resolution uh, to this soon. But I did hear um, that the plan was in this players meeting that they are going to be donating a certain amount of money um, to different charities and causes to um, help limit like uh, violence and pro- oh. police brutality. Okay. And they're also going to donate money and do a workshop i believe it was at um morehouse college now i could get behind that and and this on top of how terrible the nfl schedules these games (laughs) yeah i mean listen that doesn't help let me let me break this down quick we had bears vikings on monday night football the game was two to nothing at halftime there was a safety okay and uh this this coming monday we got the indianapolis colts i mean they're 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 bad. They're not very good. Uh, versus the Tennessee Titans, both of these teams have below five hundred records. Right, and uh, we're not putting the primetime games in primetime. 
I, I love watching Scott Hansen every Sunday, but when we have the game of the week in the Cowboys and the Packers, and that game is not at 8 p.m. or you know on Sunday or uh, Monday night football, there's something wrong. You need to flex these games out because these te- some of these games are unbearable to watch. Now, if I'm watching a bunch of games on Sunday, that's great and all. Like, you know, watching your fantasy football, they can switch on and off. But when I got to sit there and watch one game and it's a two to nothing game. <laughs> right. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, that's a baseball score. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a soccer that's score, a soccer for goodness score. sakes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, 100% agree. So, yeah, well, the protest things have definitely been heard in ratings because of that. I think you're right. I think uh, a lot of the Monday night, a lot of the primetime games have been Garbage. very underwhelming. Yeah. Garbage, and man. It's, uh, the NFL definitely needs to rethink the schedule. Um, they just need to get it together. Like, get everybody together on the same page. The NFL was the best, man. It was. And yeah, I looked forward to the NFL. Like, I still. I still like get so amped to watch the NFL and then it's like these these games some of these games are terrible like people are mad like both sides like let's come together let's figure it out let's make the NFL great again no pun intended right <laughs> yeah I, I agree and uh, quite frankly I don't think that'll happen under the current administration until yeah. we get a new commissioner well it doesn't it help happen. when Jerry Jones is out there leading the protest and then he's gonna like two weeks later turn and then he around flips and say, yeah he's gonna say oh well now that uh, I'm not getting paid my sponsorship money and all this money we're losing because no one's watching these games anymore, all these fans are not watching. Now we we gotta we gotta start standing for the national anthem. Like right. stand up for what you believe in. If you believe in something, go go for it. Like I'm not gonna stop you from believing in right. something. I'm I don't care. I care that you're not kneeling or that you're kneeling, but. If you're gonna do it, like stand behind it. Like right. it's it's not it's, do something to change. Don't don't flip flop and then oh well I'm losing millions of dollars now. Right. We need to we need to do this. I mean, what do you expect? He's a businessman first, and I'm sure that there was. Some... Then think of business first. Right. Think right. business first. Don't don't flip flop. And like, I'm I'm sure that since this has gone on long enough, and uh, there was probably some pressure coming down from the highest office on that as well. But agree, like. The thing is, that's fine. Demonstrate the cause. Don't do it in a way that disrespects the country that you live in. That's my only point. I I think you can demonstrate in other ways and, quite frankly, do more constructive things to help the cause, like the things that they're trying to do to donate to causes and do different things. Yeah, I like that. I'm all for that. I think that's a good resolution. I think you get more done that way to actually help that cause than you do by um, pissing the world off, basically. Uh, speaking of pissing the world off, uh, the U.S. national team did not qualify <laughs> for the World Cup, so now we are not going to get have excuses in 2018 during the World Cup to go out to bars and act like we're soccer fans. Um, I'm pretty disappointed. I, I feel like we invest a lot of money into soccer. Like We try to be good. We have these MLS teams that... You know, we're calling professional teams. These guys aren't professional teams. These guys are not professional teams. These guys that are backups that don't even play over right. in Europe, they are better than the MLS. Hundred percent. So, so you're gonna, we can't sit here and say that the MLS is a pl- is you know, oh, we got pro teams. Like, congratulations, like you fill a stadium because you have soccer fans, but. Where is this program going? It's going. It, it really isn't going anywhere. I, in my opinion, the 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 MLS is 
just quite frankly, garbage compared to European soccer. Terrible. It's not as popular in America. Um, you know, European soccer, foreign soccer, anywhere, you know, uh, countries like Brazil, Argentina, whatever. Soccer is the biggest sport in the world. And except in America. And we and we suck. And we suck. Like, how is that possible? We, we have the best athletes in the entire world, and we can't produce a team. We can't even make it to the World Cup. We can't even... Who do we lose to? I don't even know Trinidad who... Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. They have... They have two first... They have two countries put together, and... Name one person that's from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, I'll wait. Fun fact: the I'll uh, wait. the team that the Mighty Ducks played in uh, D two, the Mighty Ducks, was uh, Trinidad and Tobago. That is a fake movie. It's I'm not buying it. It's still true. I'm just saying this is ridiculous. <laughs> Soccer, like I'm all for. I I don't mind. Like if it's a good, I, if it's a World Cup, I'm watching. But now we can't even cheer yeah, anybody it's pretty, on. It's pretty pathetic. I mean. Hey, but if you want to watch real soccer now, apparently you'll watch the World Cup because I don't think we're playing real soccer. That was that was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not. But hats off to Trinidad and Tobago. Good for them. Yeah, but That's except they won and they're not. They're still not getting in. So that was pride. Victory. They were the worst in the. They were worst in the pool, and we lost to them. Yep, and that says something. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, we're gonna get Grady in here. Grady versus Chicks NFL picks week six. Uh, got a quick update on the score. Grady did pull ahead by three more points. Grady is at forty five. The Chicks are at thirty nine. They're gonna have to pick up the pace. And I'm guessing Grady is gonna be tooting his horn really hard this week. So we're gonna have to pull out all the stops. Um, he he's now up six. He got a fantasy football win. He he, yeah, he did. He thinks uh, he's been texting me saying, you know, he's he's I, back up on that mountain again. Yeah, he's back oh, up. Boy. So uh, we just need to get prepared. We got to knock that. him down a peg. Yeah, we gotta we gotta <laughs> think of some uh, clever things. But we're here. Here he is. All right, here's Grady. All right, we got Grady on the line. Grady versus Chicks NFL picks week six. Uh, let Grady know. I don't think he even knows yet. Grady, you did game three picks last week so now you are leading 45 to 39 you are up six uh thoughts uh well i'm honestly a little bit surprised of that result for the simple fact i didn't do well in the one o'clock sunday games last week so to hear i was able to rebound for the later games sounds sounds good i'm happy about that well that's uh devastating to hear for us because now we have no content on that <laughs> and and you got a fantasy football win how did how, yep. how about that uh i'm i'm really happy i feel like right now my team is i think they're playing well overall i mean other than me getting beat a couple weeks ago from scott's stupid uh pick up fumble for a touchdown with no time left uh, i'm feeling pretty good about my team um I'm, I'm getting hurt this week by the bye week. I'm sure we can talk about that in a little bit, but uh, I'm feeling good about my team right now. Yeah, well, uh, I'd be willing to help you out with the bye week, Grady, with some of the trades that I've been trying to offer you. I don't know why you keep rejecting them. You're, you, you know, Scott, I, I appreciate the effort to want to work something out with me with, with AJ Green. The problem is, in my opinion, you're just not offering enough. Um, I. You know, to be completely honest with you, and this goes to anybody that's in our league that's listening or that will be listening, if you want A.J. Green, you're going to have to offer me a really solid running back and a consistent score at the receiver position. Those are the two players that I need for A.J. If you can offer that, 
and I'm happy with what you're you bring to the table. I'll take the trade. I'm I'm so tired of this trading crap going on. People want people want you to give their your best player for like two garbage players. I'm not trading with any of you bums. Um, <laughs> you guys can you guys can suck it because everybody's getting hurt right now. My team is kind of getting hurt as we speak. Um, I'm slowly trying to recoup some players, but um, it's not looking good on the home front right now. I mean, I, I got a solid lineup, but if anybody else gets hurt, we're going to be have to talk trade for uh, my one of my best players. That's I don't like talking about that. Hey, I, I tried to talk trade with you this week too. I mean, I'm open for business. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, hold on. I want to. I want to take a second to. Uh, to mention, you know, the injuries that's going on with Jay Money's team. He's just getting oh God. smoked with injuries right now. He's in trouble. Yeah, he is. Uh, Mr. O'Dell goes down with a broken in half ankle. And who else did he lose that was really a solid player on his team? I can't I can't think of it right now. But um, either way, he's not sitting good. He's not sitting well. Um, Hayden is sitting pretty terrible right now. Zeke, it's confirmed that Zeke is getting suspended. Um, I don't know if you oh, guys really? saw that. Yeah, yep. so that that got dropped on ESPN. I just read that. I just got on my fantasy football. So Zeke is getting suspended. So there are a lot of teams that are going to be taking a, a hurting here in the next couple of weeks. That's not already. So, um, yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, and I'm, I am happy to say that I think Adam Schefter did break that, and he actually did break it, Barry, instead of uh, you claiming that Adam Schefter broke news, but he didn't. You almost cost me points. I'm not real happy about it. Um, you tell hey, me, uh, Bradford barely played. He didn't even play the full first half. Yeah, it was miraculous. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, if, if Sam Bradford would have played well and and uh, Steelen would have went off, I would have not have been happy. I wouldn't have been a happy camper. Uh, I was prepared to come on and just roast you if Bradford would have played well and Steelen would have played well. Uh, but luckily for you, that didn't happen. So I did want to bring that up win. tonight. And you, and you got to win, so you can just zip it. Yeah, just be happy with just be happy with a win. But yeah, I, I think you can say that too. Only putting up what like ninety three points. Luckily, whoever you played played an absolute egg. They only play. They yeah, only I mean, what Litz, Poor Litz. Litz's team is really Litz, bad too. But um, uh, not yeah. Not first off. First off, not poor Litz. So we can get that out of the way right quick. So not poor lips. Like, I don't really care what happens to these people's teams. I, you know, whatever. But, you know, I'm fortunate to get a win. I I was kind of scrambling. I was on the bye week last week, too. I had CJ and uh, Julio on a bye week, and I didn't really – I had I had players that I had to go with, and I did that. And I had Alshon – or. Who else did I have on the bye week? Somebody else that I couldn't play, so I had to go with my guys. And you know, I'm just waiting yeah. for uh, I'm waiting for somebody to touch me. Yeah. I I have I have Sorry. nothing ahead, to respond Scott. to that. You're you're going down. I'm not going down. I mean, no one no one can touch me. That's why I said that. I think you are. You're not as good as you think you are. Well, my team is is showing signs of uh, whatever. We're not here to talk about your team. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. Let's get to the pick'em. Uh, Grady versus Chicks. NFL picks week six. Here we go. Thursday night game: Philadelphia, Carolina. Philadelphia. 
Miami, Atlanta. Atlanta. Bears, Ravens. Ravens. Browns, Texans. Texans. Packers, Vikings. Packers. Detroit, New Orleans. Detroit. Patriots, Jets. Patriots. Niners versus the Redskins. Redskins. Tampa Bay versus Arizona. Arizona. Rams versus uh, Jags. Jags. Steelers versus Kansas City. 30 seconds. Kansas Kansas City. Chargers versus Raiders. Uh, Chargers. Giants versus Denver. Denver. And the Toilet Bowl game of the week. Again, the NFL wants to put this on Monday Night Football. We're going to have words. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. My... My trust lays in Jacoby Brissett. I'm going with the Colts. Going with the Colts. Time. We are going. He's going with the Colts. Um, the chicks. They got some decent picks this week. I think you're going to be in trouble. Um, I would say that you need to buckle up because they could make a run here. They do have a bunch of different picks than you got, and um, we're going to wish you the worst of luck in fantasy football. And uh, we will see you next week. Maybe I'll see you this weekend. But, Grady, have a good one, and we appreciate having you on. Oh, it's always a blast uh, to be able to come on to you. Thanks for always having me. All right, buddy. Have fun in Northwest Ohio. Oh, you know it. See you Get guys. Get out of here, Grady. See ya. Yep, bye. All right, we're going to welcome in Justin Kinner for his Kinner Knows Best segment. Kinner, what are we talking about this week? Well, I know we're a few days removed from it, but of course you got to talk about the, the stupid, horrible targeting penalty calls from Saturday's Ohio State game and how that's going to impact even this upcoming game with Nebraska. Damon Arnett not will not be playing in the first half. Uh, luckily, they're not going up against a strong passing attack in Nebraska. But other than that, I mean, just the, overall, it's just a microcosm of, of what you know all the problems are that exist with that call, not just in the college ranks, but the the NFL ranks as well. Yeah, and I am getting tired. I am so tired of watching these football games, holding penalties. Uh, these these players, they're, the NFL and the NCAA, they, they're looking out for these players for concussions. They're not looking out for them. They're just trying to make money, and they're trying to keep this pub, this pub, publicity of, uh, yeah, we're looking out for the players, and, and I, I'm not buying it. It's not. It's making my my watching experience worse, and these players are – are basically helpless out there. How do you make that that split decision? How, how, tell me how you do that, Kenner. Well, you can't for one, and that is a good point about you know how it, it's all about the money thing. Like right now, the NCAA and, and football, any football entity in general, is just trying to cover their ass at this point because all they're trying to do is that if they you know when they are in court, they could say, look, yes, we are doing our best right now. We're making you know we're doing our best to manage this and and to make sure that it, you know we are doing our part to make things better moving forward, which is why they're able to use the statistics of here's how many penalties and here's how many you know 
uh, you know, how many people we've kicked out of games and how many suspensions we've had. Like they, they want those numbers to be high because they want to be able to show those results in the court case and say, look, we're doing our part to, to revamp, you know, the, the, the player safety and everything moving forward. I think that's all this comes down to, but you're right. The other thing is just the, the penalty, the initial just, I mean, right away, kicking people out of the game. I mean, just to eject them out of the game when you can't even, you kind of lightly touched on this, you can't even prove intent. Like the one thing about the ward hit on Saturday that pissed me off the most is that there was no there was no way that he could have changed that hit other than to let him land and then just to grab him and softly bring him to the ground. Like he was low. He was, I mean, he was in a good tackling position. I mean, he was low. He wasn't like diving at the guy's head. He wasn't. I mean, it's the quarterback's fault uh, for Maryland for laying his receiver out to waste like that. Like at the end of the day, you have to. I mean, I'm not saying it's the receiver's fault, but sometimes if you're willing to go across the middle, I mean, that's been that's been football for years. If you know, going across the middle is always the scariest thing. That's been part of football forever. You can't change that. That hit his helmet. Technically, the receiver's hit uh, the receiver's helmet hit Ward's helmet more so than Ward hit him. Like that. That's just how that was. Yeah. And and it was shoulder pad to helmet mostly. Yeah. That's the thing that I don't understand. But here's the here's the other thing that I really do not understand. And I think I need you to explain this to me because I I get so mad. Okay, yeah, he he give me fifteen yards. But let's let's go review it, which is which is awesome. At least they're reviewing if they're going to kick these players out. But how stupid are these officials? They can't even get it right. They're reviewing it and still kicking the players out. That's a te- that's the worst. Well, that was my biggest argument on Sunday. Is I actually defended the ref to a certain point. I said, right now, with all the eyes on college football and football in general, when the hit looked and sounded as bad as it did, I would be more concerned with the official if he did not throw a flag at all. Because there's no way that he could clearly see that that was not a targeting hit. Like, you had to wonder when you saw the hit, like in, in regular motion and fast speed, whatever you want to call it, just in regular time, you couldn't tell. But then when you slow it down and you could see how he positioned himself and just the overall, like, he just did a good job of getting low and doing everything that they're taught to do. My problem was, is not that he called the penalty. I'm glad he called it. I have no issue with him calling the initial penalty, especially because they're allowed to go look at it in the replay booth. But the second they go to the replay booth and they check it out and then they see it, they see what everyone else saw. And it's not like we were looking at it with Homer goggles on. It's just common right. sense. That call should have never been made. And because the penalty is too dang steep, I mean, there's ten games in the season, or however many games there. Are. I mean, there's, I mean, there's not that many. And these kids, I mean, you're not when you take these players out, you're impacting so much. When every game matters, every game is on the line. You know, luckily Ohio State's deep enough to, you know, where you take out a, a Damon Arnett, all of a sudden you have a Jeffrey Akuda coming in. I mean, like, that just shows you how deep Ohio State is. But it's not the point. Right. The problem is, is that in big games, we saw Joey Bosa's career end on a targeting penalty. His career ended on being ejected from a game because of targeting. It, it's absolute right. bogus. I have no issue if they kind of like in basketball, like with a flagrant, if they did like some kind of flagrant system, I'm fine with that. Uh, and, and again, but there should never be an initial ejection from a game in the middle of a game unless the dude just goes and levels somebody for and, it, and it's obvious and plain as day that he was targeting somebody. That was a football play by Ward. I will say this too about Arnett. Arnett frustrated me because the game's out of reach. Okay, the quarterback was already diving. Why are you even making a diving play at him at that point? Um, but again, I mean. 
the ejection. It's just my biggest issue is the the penalty and the punishment in general. Yeah, well, yeah, and at least in the NFL, they give you you know one unsportsmanlike conduct, and then the second one you're ejected. Now they do make money, and they do have to pay fines if the dude did get too you know helmet to helmet. He would probably have to pay double fines, but at least they're giving him a chance. Like these bang bang plays. Like I can see you throwing the the fifteen yard penalty, like whoop de doo, give him give him fifteen yards. But then you're gonna go back and look at the replay and then still make the mistake. I'm not okay with that. And I'm I've I've seen it. I've seen it in the uh Clemson Louisville game. The one kid he, he turned, he he catches the ball and turns and the guy dives in and as he's falling, you know, he's already midair. What what's he supposed to do? And then his helmet barely touches. The kid gets kicked out first quarter. It's like, what 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 are these guys supposed to do? I mean, football is football is hard hitting. So, no, I mean I'm just saying like we we watch football and now they're like babying the game up because because that's like the thing to do now like everybody's worried about the CTE and concussions. I mean, that's some that's a good thing to be worried about, but remember when we were in high school and we were watching high school football and college football, all they cared about was the neck injuries. Like that was the biggest thing. They're like, "Okay, don't turn the player over. Let's get him to the hospital, you know, as soon as possible." Now it's like the guy the guy's basically laying there brain dead. Well, his neck might be broke, but we don't really care. Does he have a concussion? It's like, when did all yeah, this change? There's money on. Like, it's not about player safety. It's about their. It's right. about saving their wallets. And I'm not going to get into a political conversation, but that's everything that the NFL does and football does is all about the money. Like, the only reason that this anthem issue is going on is because of money. It's not because of some moral reason, right or wrong. And no, we're not getting into that. I'm just making an example of any time that the pockets right. are are in danger. All of a sudden, they make these rules that are going to, you know, prevent them from losing money. So, and that's just how football has always been. College, right. again, I, I just, if it was truly about doing what was right, they would have a flagrant system. Uh, I mean, you can see the, the the plays that have a lot of intent behind them, like especially on special teams on punt and kickoff returns. I remember that was like the, that to me drove me nuts. I, I dreaded doing any kind of punt return or or, or kickoff return because you were just going to get laid out in the middle of the field. I mean, that's basically what you were asked to do is just go and hopefully you hit right. somebody because if not, your ass is probably going to be playing. But you could see on those types of plays where people just go and headhunt. It's easy to see what the headhunting plays are and what aren't. And I tell you what, that ward hit, you can watch it a hundred times. There's not a human being out there that's going to convince me that that hit had any kind of ill intent behind it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. I, I hope, this is what I hope. I hope anybody but Ohio State, some guy throws a pick and the guy is running it back and the quarterback gets a helmet-to-helmet kicked out and suspended the next game for the half, and then that'll change. Well, that'll here's change the other thing, once, too. About once the people get mad. Keith Byers and I talked about this on Sunday because Keith, <laughs> who I thought would be more like protective of the offensive side of the ball, he's actually more frustrated with it because he said that quarterbacks drive him nuts because – you know, there's all these rules to protect the quarterback, but then when the quarterback wants to break the plane, he is officially a, a ball carrier. He's officially a, he's a playmaker at that point. When he breaks the line of scrimmage, he's no longer a quarterback. He is officially a playmaker at that point, and there shouldn't be protective rules because that's what hurt the Arnett thing. Like the Arnett, He got ejected at the end, not so much just because, you know, if it was a wide receiver or running back that he made that play on, he may not have been ejected, but because he was diving after a quarterback, there you go. 
the, the protection of the quarterback thing, like if they want to pussify these quarterbacks that much, they should just make the make up the rule that they can't break the line of scrimmage. The quarterbacks can no longer rush the ball. If you want to make special rules to protect the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, by all means, go ahead. But the second they break the plane and they get into open field and they pass that line of scrimmage, their ass is fair game. There's no such thing as protecting the quarterback at that point. Yeah. I mean, last time I checked, we were playing football. Um, last time I checked, your name was Justin Kenner, and we appreciate having you on for Kenner Knows Best. Um, it's always great to hear. Um, it, and I, I totally agree with you. This is It's getting out of hand because I can't even barely watch some of these games. And then it's one of your teams that gets, you know, one of your, your little bit star player gets knocked out. It's, you know, it, that's yeah, when that's it hurts. It's just Nebraska next. I mean, what if this was against Nebraska – and we're without yeah. Damon Arnett and uh, uh, we're without Arnett and Ward against Penn State, even if it is just for a half. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I hate it. I, I, they need to change it, and they keep changing stuff so much that it's just screwing with the game. Real quick, too, before I duck out, uh, the the Zeke Elliott thing came out, which yeah. is absolute bullshit. What do you and know on that? Not, not bullshit about the suspension. It's bullshit on the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott's side. They knew the punishment was going to come. At some point, even putting it off made no damn sense. If I'm Zeke and the Cowboys, I say suspend me for games one through six, and hopefully the Cowboys could be three and three. I mean, right now they're two and three even with them, but they could have been three and three potentially without them. And because I'm going to be the games that they've won haven't been because of Zeke, and the games that they've lost have been because they haven't had a lot of production from Zeke. So, you know, the Cowboys are just stupid. Now they're going to be without him for six games in the middle of the season when they're already behind the eight ball starting the season at two and three. I called this from the beginning that they were going to regret not just letting him sit for the suspension. They weren't going to get rid of that suspension. That wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I mean, no, the whole reason but a that little, that- little food for your thought, Kenner, little food for your thought, at least for these next six weeks, he will not be able to get hurt. Yeah, true. But again, how much further? I mean, that division is actually a lot tougher than what people thought. I think the Eagles are way better than anyone thought. Carson Wentz's development has been pretty fun to watch, actually. I'll, I'll, you know, in fact, they're playing tonight. Yeah. I think. But um, you know, and then the Giants, well, they're terrible. And I, I shouldn't say the division's better than they thought. I think there was just a team that was actually better than the Cowboys in the division right now, and that is Philly. The only thing going yes. for Dallas is, again, that's still early enough in the season that they'll get them back for a good chunk of games. But at the same time, they better be in position to make the playoffs. But at the same time, I guess they're kind of fortunate because if the suspension came down in the middle of the year and he does come back and they do make the playoffs, he'll at least be back for the playoffs. Um, but this You're is telling just, me Jerry Jones had, had no uh, insight on that? I'm not buying it. Uh, Jerry Jones' mind is kind of elsewhere right now. The problem is, is the – NFL, I don't know, that whole investigation was kind of shady to me, but I do believe that there is something there. I do. I, the fight from Ezekiel Elliott's side is not that strong, which means I think he knows there's something there too, and I think he's just trying to make the NFL prove what they have as opposed to opposing what they have, if that makes sense. So the, the scary thing is that there could be more coming from this. I, I think this is just the start of this. I think he could miss more games potentially next season or in the next six weeks while he's serving this suspension. There could be more that they, they find along the way. Yeah, hopefully not from the ex-Buckeye, but uh, ESPN Radio 1410, Justin Kenner at 1410 Kenner on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, he's got the podcast with Keith Byers that's on Apple iTunes. Kenner, always great to have you on. Um, 
Go Bucks this weekend. Absolutely, man. We'll talk next week. All right. See you, ma'am. All right. Thanks again, Kenry, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. To finish up the show this week, we are going to do something a little bit different. Instead of the Would You Rather, we are going to have a little game today that I am calling Embarrass Barry. Ooh. So we actually posted this on our Twitter, and it's a sports competition. I'll wait till we get our contestant on to explain the rules. Um, I can't wait to find out who this chump is. It's mystery mystery contestant, and we're going to give them a call uh, right now, and we'll explain the rules, and we will watch Barry lose and get embarrassed. Mm. All right, we have our mystery caller on the line. Mystery caller, would you like to identify yourself? Yes, David Treese. <laughs> oh my god this is gonna be hilarious. I, I figured for the uh inaugural this is, this is chump bait i can take this guy I, I don't i don't think you can this is gonna be harder wait, than you think wait let, let's just uh, uh get something straight here barry doesn't have the questions in front of him does he already nope i do <laughs> no i already I'm asked not, that i'm qu- not i'm not gonna pull grady i'm not gonna pull i grady. already asked that question like i was like <laughs> you swear to god you did not cheat with whoever you're calling I, I, love even, I even th- I even thought about telling Scott, man, give me the questions because we all want to see Barry in a dress on the corner of the street. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 do, and the thing is, uh, I, he's been a little bit more excited about the prospect of wearing the dress on the street hey, corner. Listen, than, uh, I'm all about promote. I'm all about promoting the podcast and giving us some content. And I think you just like wearing women's clothes. I think you just gave me an easy opponent, so I'm ready to go. All right, what's the fine. how do I how do we play? Okay, so here are the rules for embarrass Barry. Yeah. Each contestant gets one NBA, one NFL, and one MLB question. The most, the person with the most right answers wins. There is a seventh uh, question tiebreaker in the event of a tie. If Barry loses, he has to wear a dress with a sign to promote the podcast on a busy street corner. And <laughs> if Dave happens to lose, which I really hope he doesn't, but if he does, uh, he has to send out a tweet promoting our podcast and like and subscribe to it. Okay, this is easy. Makes sense, I'm in. everybody. Yep, let's do it. All right, Dave, you're the guest, so uh, yeah, Dave's going first. No, he wait, gets to pick. Do you wait. want to go first, or do you want Barry to go first? <sighs> uh, you know, what? I'll go first. Let's do it. Let's Thank put you. The pressure on Barry. Okay. All right. Question one. This is an NBA question. Who is the only player in NBA history to be named most valuable player, coach of the year, and executive of the year? Oh, wow. Holy smokes. Mm. This is probably, this is, is there, like the is hardest there a time. One. Is there a time on it? Yeah, no Googling. I'm <laughs> no not Googling. Googling. I promise you. I promise no Google. Uh, Pat Riley. Incorrect, Larry Bird. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right. All right. <laughs> Barry, NBA. Yeah. Who's the 76ers all-time leader in block shots? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who even played for the 76ers? Um, Julius Irvin. That is correct. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 
Wow. Hey, and I do want to let everybody know quick. I had to work early this morning. And, and I called uh, 99.7 The Blitz, and I won, uh, I won free pancakes. I won free uh, $25 gift card for breakfast. That's, that's just a little. All right, Dave, you're up. Oh, goodness. I can't believe you pulled that one out. All right. Oh, uh, NFL. Which receiver led the NFL in receptions last season? Antonio Brown. Incorrect. Larry Fitzgerald. Son of a bean. <laughs> All right. I have a chance to win here, right? Uh, you do. Okay. Okay, Barry. Yeah. For the win. With... 2,709 games at shortstop, which 11-time Gold Glove winner has played more games at that position than any other player in history of the MLB? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Shortstop? Correct. Jeter. Incorrect. Omar Vizquel. Well, that was... So now he gets an MLB question, right? Correct. All right. You you screwed me there. I see what you did. Oh, what? Screwed with MLB. <laughs> All right. All right. Th- think hard on this one, Dave. What Yankees pitcher has the most career postseason saves as a closer with forty-two? Uh, Rivera. That is correct. That is the easiest goddamn <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> How was I supposed to get Omar Vizquel? <laughs> hey, Scott, I do want to say I'm sorry about the tribe. I was pulling for him. Yeah. I, I'm sorry you know. to bring that up. It, no, that's no, okay. We, that's we, welcome now. We talked about it earlier. I've had my morning period and I've uh, moved on. So as long as the Yankees don't win the whole thing, then I'm good. <sighs> yep, I agree. Okay. I agree. What's my NFL question? All right, we are tied one to one. Barry. Wait. Tied to one? To- We're tied one to one. You each have one right. Oh, so this is for the win again. This is for the win. All right. Barry. NFL linebacker James Harrison of the Steelers went to what college? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Um... This is hard, Scott, and I know you are trying to screw me here. I could have um, given it to Dave. It's, it is a Steelers question, but I didn't. I know. Um, Dave, do you know? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say the U. Incorrect. Kent State. How in the how, – how, how am I supposed to know that? All right. So, so we, we are, have one question. We are tied one-to-one. Apparently, I made these <laughs> a little bit too difficult. One step closer to the draft. Let's go. <laughs> So actually, does actually have a dress picked out for you yet, buddy? I don't. I, we might have to go to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, What's the topic for the seventh question? Because only one of us is going to get to go, right? The seventh? No, no, no. This is uh, you'll understand. It's for both of you to answer. Okay. And since it's Dane's turn, he'll answer first. Okay. But it's a, a closest to a number question. Okay. Oh my. So so for the tiebreaker, 
How many University of Kentucky players are currently in the NBA? Closest answer wins, and you can go over. Oh my god! Oh boy! Current Kentucky. How how accurate is this stat? One hundred percent accurate. Current NBA players, oh boy, I'm going to say 21. Barry? Oh my god. I was going to say 29. Need an answer. I'm going to go with 29. 21 is the correct answer, Dave, for the win right on the nose. No! Let's go! No! (laughs) Yes! I love it. I absolutely love it. Way to pull out the tie-breaking victory, Dane. Congratulations. I want to see your text messages to Dave. That's fine. Because if that question is, if you have like a number 21 on anywhere. I sent him nothing. He came up with that all on his own. It was a wild guess, buddy. You got it right on the numbers. I think you need to join me in a track. <laughs> no, congratulations. It's usually Barry in the victory column with me, but I'm yeah, gonna, well, I'm going to take this one. Barry has met his match. Dane, you are the winner of Embarrassed Barry. We will be live tweeting Barry on a street corner in a dress with a sign promoting our podcast. What is that so, like within the week? But before the next podcast, so I need to like shave, shave. <laughs> oh no, there, I don't think there should be any shaving involved. No, absolutely not. Come, come maybe, as you are, maybe Barry. It's a bl- maybe it's a blonde, blonde wig and a dress and some high heels, some lipstick, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've had enough. Uh, <laughs> All right. Shout out to Dave again for winning Embarrassed Barry. Thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Thanks we love having you. Yeah, thanks for coming uh, on. This hey, has been... Thanks, guys. I hope it's not the last time. Oh, it won't be. You you will uh, definitely be back. Our big winner of the day. Congratulations. We got to get out of here. So excited to see Barry in a dress. Dude, this is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> you just suck Typical at Barry sports answer. trivia. <laughs> Typical Barry answer. All right, we yep. got to go. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Thanks, See you guys. Thanks, fellas.